0: Hey, so thanks for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Bring It Into Existence. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said you wanted to be with us. You said when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us. And so we just acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for teaching us, for giving us revelation knowledge, bringing us closer to you, teaching us how to live in your kingdom so we can be that witness that you're calling us to be. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. It's so exciting to serve him and get revelation knowledge, to learn of him, to come closer to him, and to learn how to receive from him. That is so important to receive from him because as we looked at in John 15 yesterday, when we receive from him, we bring glory to his name we're proving to be true disciples of His. And, you know, I'm not talking about just receiving um, a few things from Him, everything, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, the know-how. You know, when my son was born, um, he was born with a birth defect, and I learned faith. I learned how to receive from God. And we were walking down the road one day as instructed by God. He, He told me, that he needed to walk, and it was because he had pain in his back. And, you know, part of it was that um, his walking was affected from the birth defect. So to believe for him to be all the way whole and healed and to just act like he was healed, he was to go for a walk every day. Sitting in a chair all day at his desk wasn't a good thing. But getting out of that chair and, um, you know, the other thing that they told him that he could have is scoliosis. And So getting out of that chair and just moving around and not acting like something's wrong with you was the thing that God was teaching us to do. But then he had back pain. And so I said, just call yourself healed and pain-free in Jesus' name. Jesus took that pain for you. By his stripes, you were healed. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. You can do this, and he complained, and he complained, and he complained. Almost back to the yard, um, the enemy was just getting to me. You know, when he said um, he got to me when he said, "You're treating your son terrible. How can you do to this? Do this to him? Look at all this pain he's in." And you know, my faith was just kind of like being squeezed out of me at that moment. And then all of a sudden, God said. Tell him to stop saying what is. And that is what faith, part of what faith action is, is to stop saying the thing that is and say the thing that you're calling to come to pass. I want to read to you before I go on. James 2, 17 tells us that. So faith, if it does not have works and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative in debt. And God said that to me. He said, he said, your faith action really is proof that you believe. When you apply the Word of God to your life, when you do the Word of God, and one of the things we are called to do is to call those things to be not as though they were, to act like we're healed. That's faith action. Whatever we learn in the Word of God and we apply it to our life is our faith action. And so um, he, he took that. Word and he stopped saying what is and he started calling those things to be not as though they were and he got healed he didn't have any more pain in fact um, there was a the start of scoliosis and it, um, we actually have x-rays we told that story and God straightened out his back and um, it's not actually all the way straight but it's like just a, a little percentage of not straight and I don't know everybody's back is totally straight. I don't know. But he didn't have the pain and his back was straightened out. And that was probably causing that pain along with a few other things I'm thinking that got fixed. Got the surgery. (laughs) He does. He's done so many wonderful things for me. And I have never received from God without having faith action. And, you know, talk about being connected to the vine and not being able to receive anything apart from him. The revelation, knowledge, and the instruction that you get from him is by being connected to that vine, letting him recreate you and get the dead branches out of your life. Getting the doubt, the unbelief out of your life comes with instruction. Jesus said, you're clean to the disciples already because of the word. I washed you with the word. The word of God is what cleans us up. It gives us direction. It gives us truth. And then when we come in agreement with with him, we're abiding in him. And then we can ask whatever we will, and it'll be done for us. And then we're going to glorify the Father. So God was saying that day, he was saying, tell him to stop saying what is. Because if you're saying what is, you're not in agreement with me. You're not in agreement with Jesus when you're saying what is. When you're just, you know, saying what's happening around you, and that's why it's going to be, is not in agreement with him, that's in disagreement with him. But when we agree with him, we're gonna call those things into existence, just like God did. Can you imagine if he got out there in the middle of the dark and said, wow, it's dark out here? I never did anything about it, never said light be, then light would have never been and we wouldn't even be here right now. But made in his likeness, he has taught us in his word, you know, and if you don't you don't know where it is, go check it out. Study the the word. Approve yourself by knowing the Word. And um, He taught us to call those things to be not His holy word. Jesus said, talk to the mountain. But, you know, if you don't have love, then you're just a sounding gong. You're not in agreement with the Word. So we got to do all of the Word of God, not some of it. I like to say you got to have all your ducks in a row. And Jesus helps you to do that. When you're connected to the vine, He's going to get the dead branches off. He's going to say, well, first got to forgive so-and-so. Well, first, got to stop that gossiping. He's going to get all that junk out of your life that doesn't produce any fruit if you let him. We talked about yesterday how as soon as you hear the word, the enemy comes and tries to take the word from you. And so you have to be aware of that. He's going to try to get you off that vine, (laughs) off of that vine so that you're not recreated in Christ and so that you're not taking on the character of God. So you don't have his power in your life. So you're not in agreement with him. We can always go back to John 15 and do a check because really, I think that's everything right there. If Jesus said it all in a nutshell, he said it there. If we're connected, if you let me clean you up, if you let me wash you with a word, get the dead branches out of your life, then whatever you ask me, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get it. And you're going to be glorifying the Father and proving to be a true disciple of mine. If we're not in agreement with Him, then we're not a true disciple. If we're not in agreement with Him, we're not going to receive from Him. And if we don't receive from Him, then um, we're not proving that His will is good and perfect. If we don't receive from Him, we're not proving to be a true disciple of Him. We're just putting a name on ourselves, and we're not really a name, and actually read that and John 15 yesterday as well is that, you know, if we're not producing fruit, if, if, you know, we're just a bunch of dead branches, we're going to be tossed into the fire. And I know we don't like to hear that, but Jesus said that, and I'm pretty sure he meant what he said. He said on that day, if you're not in agreement with him, if you disregard his command, he's going to say, I didn't know you. He's going to say, away from me, I never knew you. And he was talking to people that wore his name, that thought they were Christians because they said, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We did this and that in your name. And he's gonna say, I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness, you weren't on the vine. We weren't connected. I wasn't teaching you. You weren't having faith action. Applying the word of God to your life, God said, is your faith action. And your faith action produces. Your faith action will bring into existence what you're calling it to be. And I've had experiences more than once, so I know that that's true. And when I don't have faith action, God, God gets in my face and He says, you're not acting healed. You're not acting like you already have this. And I struggle here and there still, but I'm on that vine, and He's getting those dead branches off of me. And sometimes it's really weird to act like something has already happened when it hasn't. It really is. And so you got to stay connected to the vine, so he can continue to work with you and teach you how to receive from him. And again, receiving from him gives you a testimony. And you can say, hey, this is God. You're being a witness for him. Look what he did in my life. Let me teach you how. You know, we talked yesterday too about so many people think that we're not to have revelation knowledge, and we are. We are to have revelation knowledge because if we don't have understanding, then we're not going to be able to walk in the kingdom of God. We're not going to be able to live in heaven on the earth right here and right now. We're going to be walking in the dark. We're not going to be that light. We're going to be the blind leading blind blind, because we don't know. Jesus said to the disciples, I'm going to teach you I'm tell you things to come I'm going to tell you so much more, but right now you're not able to hear it. There's so much that God wants to teach us. He does. There's so much that he wants to give to us. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. And that door will be open to you. That's what Jesus said. And he's talking about getting revelation. Keep asking. Keep asking. You know, God said something to me this morning. And he gave me a couple directions. And he was giving me hints to... um, where I'm missing it actually. And um, I didn't get it, right? It took me almost all morning to say, oh, that's what you're saying to me personally. And sometimes I get a little mixed up between my teaching and what he's saying to me personally. And this was one of those times, cause I was thinking, oh, that's for my teaching. And he's, you know, I felt like later he's saying, this is for you, I'm saying this to you. And we need that. And that's proof that we're connected to the vine. He's getting the dead branches off. He's getting the doubt out. Really, if you would just call a dead branch something, I really believe he's saying it's doubt, it's unbelief. The dead branches are, are things that you're doing and saying to produce nothing. And nothing is doubt. You're not gonna bring anything to into existence if you doubt. If you have faith in something, you're gonna bring it to pass by your faith. You're gonna pull it out of the spiritual realm into the, where you exist right here and right now. And I've done that, and you can do that, and that's what God is saying to you today. He's saying, be like me. You're made in my likeness. Follow the word of God, apply it to your life, and you can bring that thing you're believing for into existence. You know, so many people are just out in the dark. And just, you know, wondering why God doesn't do anything. and God's not answering your prayer, but he's really given us the keys to the kingdom. And he's given us his authority to do what he does. And so we got to call it into existence and, and we got to say it. And um, if we don't do that, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And then, you know, if another thing is if you don't take his directive right away, you're going to forget about it. Like what he said to me this morning, I got to remember what he said and to keep doing that because it's an answer to calling something into existence. You know, that is what God is going to say. He's going to say stuff to you. You know, when you when you sit before him every morning, you know, he's going to talk to you. Actually, this morning when I sat there, I said, wow, you're really quiet. What's going on? And I hadn't actually got on my knees yet. I was sitting at my desk and... um finally, I thought, wow, I got to get on my knees because I don't know, you know, why he's so quiet. And then I did. And he spoke something to me. And then he was quiet again. And then he spoke something else to me. And it was something I wasn't quite getting. You know, his way is higher than our way. And so we got to really just sit and listen and hear what he's saying to us. And when we hear it, not to just let it go in one ear or out the other but to really hear it. And yeah, if you, if you hear doubt, let that go in one ear and out the other. Don't listen to it. It reminds me of Corinthians, take captive every thought. And a while back, I was listening to a man who was saying, strain your thoughts. And if they're not the word of God, then don't think them. And recently God is showing me, if they're not faith, don't think them. Because if they're not faith, they're doubt. And that's a, uh, an easier way maybe to separate it. If it's a faith thought, go ahead and think it, meditate it, say it, and bring it to pass. And if it's not, then don't. So we have to act out the Word of God. We have to apply it to our life. That's our word today. Take the Word of God and do what it says, because then you're saying you believe. If you're having a problem doing what it says, then get connected to that vine and let Jesus help you to know exactly what you need to do to believe it and to bring it to pass, to believe it, to act on it. Let him help you. He said we can't do anything apart from him. So if you get off of that vine, you're just like an unbeliever. You're separated from him. You're not going to hear him. You're not going um, you, to be able to know where you're missing it. You, you just can't do anything. If you take a branch off of a vine, it's done. It's dead. It's disconnected. An unbeliever isn't on the vine, and that reminds me of him talking to me about that today, that we have to understand that if if we're off of the vine, if we're disconnected from him, we're just really like an unbeliever. When you ask Jesus to be your Lord, you're on that vine. He's, He's the vine, the Father's vine dresser, and we're the branches, and so we're a part of him. And anything that's dead, he's going to prune. He's going to get it off. But if we don't let him, if we just go ahead and disconnect from the vine, then in John 15, you should read it, 1 through 8. He takes all those dead branches, all, those, all that dead, it gets thrown into the fire. When he comes, anything dead that's not alive in him is going to be tossed into the furnace. And the, the Word says that everywhere. And we have to be aware of that. That's why we have to have revelation knowledge. He doesn't want us walking around in the dark. He wants us to know that truth. That truth will set us free. It's not just a prayer, a ticket to heaven, but it's a different way to live. It's living in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is living in his word. Applying his word to your life is living in the kingdom of God right here on the earth. And then he's going to set you apart. He's going to teach you. He's going to get the dead branches off and he's going to set you apart. And you're going to be glorifying the Father. Whatever you ask for is going to be done for you. And, and then he's going to show you what he called you to do. He's going to ask you to go to be that witness, to do those great things, not just sit around. You know, so many Christians that aren't on the vine and, and are really disconnected, they're just sitting around going, well, when he gets here, I'm going to be able to get the heck out of here. You know, all the things that are going on, they're not a part of the answer because they're not on the vine getting pruned. They're just, they just—they have all these excuses why they're not pruned and they're not gonna be good enough excuses when Jesus comes and they're not real excuses. And really, we're just like an unbeliever if we're not on that vine getting pruned, getting recreated to be in his likeness and do the things that he did. That's what we're called to do, that's a greater work. We're not to be just sitting around not doing anything not living like the world on the wide path, disconnected from the vine. And, yeah, once you're pulled off, once you get off, you jump the wagon. You're not with him anymore. You know, you you jump off a train, you're off the train. You, You jump off the vine, you're off the vine. And so God wants you to know. He wants you to prepare for his return. He wants you to be a part of what he's doing here on the earth. So he needs you on that vine so you can get fixed up, so you can get washed up and go do what he's calling you to do, so you can make a difference, so you can be a light. And um, on the vine, it's so amazing, because when you're, you're on that vine and you won't let go, Satan just can't get to you, because you're resisting him. When you're submitting to God, you resi- resist the enemy, and he has to flee. He's going to try to get in, but you can just keep that door bolted shut by speaking the word of God, doing the word of God, seeking God, having your life be about God. And, you know, some people just think that's just too much and that's too overboard. But if you think that, then, you know, really, you really don't want to live in heaven because they're going to be overboard in heaven. That's how it is. So really, you're preparing for that place. And God is asking you to be a light. He's acting, asking you to affect others. You know, so many of us are praying for our loved ones, but we have everything to do with their salvation. We're to be that light in teaching them the truth. You know, so when we're on that vine, we can do that. And they're going to see the difference in us. And that is going to make a difference. I just feel God prompting me. And I, I don't like to talk about this so much because I think people take it the wrong way. But my mom was asking him to go to heaven, and I I really should go ahead and feel good about this because it's where God is calling us to be. He's calling us to be a witness. And I was role modeling Jesus to her. I was her teacher, and she was asking God to go to heaven. He said, you have to be more like your daughter. And when she told me that, I was just like, God, why are you saying that I'm so far from where you are. And he said, because you've been witnessing to her and you've been showing her who I am. And if I would have told her she had to be more like me, she would not be able to see that truth, but she could see you in me. She's watched all the changes and she did. You know, I was totally nothing like I am now or even was then. And she saw what Jesus did in me. And so she started doing the love walk, which is what he was talking about, loving when um, you didn't want to love or when you were hurt or when that person didn't deserve love. And she got that right and he took her. She had to be in agreement with him to live with him for eternity. And so right where she was at, right in that moment, she just had to do that one thing to go meet up with him. And, you know, God wants us to do so much more than that. But she was in her 80s and she was done but he wants us to grow up really fast and be a part of what he's going to do in this last day. Get right with him. If you're going live to live with him in heaven, you've got to be in agreement with him. And so we've got to get that right. And it's really true that um, if we're not, then it's not going to happen. And, you know, the other thing I want to point out what he said to him is she, what he didn't say to her is you're not going to make it. He said you're not ready yet. So notice the encouraging, positive um, answer he gave her. He didn't make it seem like she's not going to make it. And he doesn't want you to think that today either. He's just saying, you're not ready. You're not ready for his return. I know I'm not. I I haven't done everything he told me to do yet, and I want to make sure I get that done. And it just seems like um, the time is short, and the time is short. And he's saying, you know, you're not ready. Get ready. Get this right. Get on the vine. Get fixed up. Do that faith action. Apply my word to your life so that we're in agreement. And um, I was going to say, you know, so often we just wonder, when is he coming? And it's because we're not ready. Because he's good. His mercy. Thank God he hasn't come yet because we're not ready. So anyway, if you've never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, I'd like to invite you right now to pray with me. Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, he's going to come in. you got to invite him. And so you have to believe, and you have to make that lifestyle change. You have to commit to Jesus, and you're going to live in his kingdom, and you're going to learn his way, and you're going to be a true disciple of his. You're going to apply his word to your life, and you're going to affect others for Jesus. So when you ask Him to come and live on the inside of you, that's what you're doing. You're committing to Him, and you're going to be on that vine, and He's going to get all that debt out of your life, and then you're going to ask what your will, and He's going to lead you to that place where whatever you ask for, you're going to have. You're going to be representing the Father, and He's calling us to do that. In this last day, he's, He's calling us to show who He is, and so that we can be ready for His return. So you want to say that prayer with me? I would love to say that prayer with you. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you want to teach us. You want us to be a part of your life. And we just want that. We're just asking you to help us to commit to you, to live in your kingdom right here on the earth. And we're we're thanking you, Lord, that you are just asking us to do that. We're just honored that you want us to be a part of what you're doing. And so we, we're just receiving you. We thank you and praise you. We're asking you to be our God, to teach us and to help us to stay committed to you. We love you. We praise you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. I'm so excited if you said that prayer. And you got to commit to him. And he's just going to change you. And everything in your life is going to be for the better. Everything is going to be so good for you when you live in his kingdom. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And that's by faith. That's, that's, how, that's how it works. You apply the word to your life and you bring that good life into existence. And so you got to know the word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And so when you know the word of God is when you start putting it in your heart and then you're connected to that vine and you don't want to miss a day. In fact, as much time as you can get to do that, the better you're going to get to know him faster. But he is his word, and so you get to know him by getting to know the word of God. And then when you do the word of God, he's going to manifest himself to you. He's going to show you truth. He's going to give you revelation knowledge and so much more. So thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.